Hi, welcome to Trusted Words. I'm Ethan, and this podcast aims to tell authentic stories from real-life situations. Today, we're going to dive right into our main story, with a few extras at the end of this episode. So let's get started. In the fall of 2010, I was recruited by a friend of mine for a top-secret mission. We knew each other in college, and he approached me at a social gathering, asking me if I'd be interested in a covert sting operation. Turns out my friend had connections with the Clinton Police Department, and they needed college students under the age of 21 who would be willing to order alcohol from restaurants, bars, and liquor stores. Obviously, since we were underage, this was a test to see if we got carded, and if these establishments failed the test, the police would give them a heavy fine. So my friend Cody asked me if I'd be interested, and since this sounded like one of the most interesting projects I'd ever been asked to be a part of, I said yes. My friend Cody was working with the police department of the small town where he was from, Clinton, Illinois. Molly and I recently drove to Clinton to catch up and reminisce with Cody about this shared memory. How's it going? Welcome to town. Yeah, thanks. So you guys do it together? He works for a local church and we met him in his office. Is this your office? This is my second second office. My real office is across the street. Oh, okay. Then we drove around town and talked about what we remembered from the day. Okay, first let's go to the police station. The police station. Okay, how do I get to Cody? Um, well, you'll turn left from the parking lot. <clears throat> you know, the police chief that um, coordinated that sting, uh-huh. he retired. Oh, really? Yeah. When did he retire? Uh, maybe three years ago. Okay. So uh, how did you know the police chief that retired for this alcohol sting that we went uh, He was uh, our neighbor. Across the street, yeah. Okay. My, my family um, did a lot of like neighborhood parties and stuff. All right, turn left right here. Um, really good family friends. Maybe, Cody, a good way to start this would be for you just to introduce to our listeners, for those who don't know what Clinton is, what is Clinton, Illinois, and what's so special about it? Clinton is a town of 7,500. There's nothing special about Clinton. No, I'm just kidding. I love Clinton. Um, let's see here. When people hear Clinton, Illinois, more than likely, they probably are like, oh, that's a place with the nuke plant uh, with the big blue dome out in the middle of nowhere or the Clinton Lake. Yeah. Clinton Lake, they say, gets a million tourists a year. That I no have way. no idea. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I will just say, I never really noticed traffic picking up like crazy, but I do notice lots of boats. Okay. So yeah. if they're counting people passing by through their boats, maybe. I I have no idea. I, honestly, I've been to the lake maybe three times in my life. Okay. You were known in the campus ministry that we met at, you were kind of known as Cody from Clinton. 
Like this was kind of like tied to your identity and the campus ministry. <laughs> I feel like, from my perspective, Molly, do you agree? Yeah, I do. Which I don't, I don't know why. Clinton know was why. like a special place that you would take us to, though. I have fond memories of you were like, okay, Ethan, we're gonna go and we're gonna hang out at the loft. Was one place that that's I remember weird. you taking us no to. No longer in existence. What? Yeah. That's a bummer. Oh. That's sad to hear. Is that a place that, like, you want to see? Coffee shop here? Oh no, we got well, a great one. Well, the loft was in like the circle or square, like town square type yeah, area. It's right off here. Okay, let's drive there. Okay. Um, and I loved it, especially on a day like today with all the snow. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the loft, drinking a cup of coffee. Yep, turn right right here onto the square. And I got to tell you, I really do like the downtown square. I yeah, mean, for nice. real. Like, it is very a very classy. nice small yeah. town. Like, I mean, let's talk about normal and their roundabout. Dude, what a lame roundabout. <laughs> I mean, look at this roundabout. This they is were, a good roundabout. They were just trying to copy what Clinton already had going exactly. on. Exactly. Clinton started it. All right, keep going all the way around. We ended up driving to the town square, the heart of Clinton, Illinois. It was there that we parked and discussed that day when Cody recruited me to be a part of the alcohol sting. Since Cody was from the town of Clinton, he wasn't allowed to actually be part of the sting operation, out of fear that he might be recognized and the cover would be blown. Cody's job was to help the police chief recruit individuals who were up to the task. Somehow, Mr. Reedy, Chief Reedy, but to me, he was Mr. Reedy, neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. He called me. I don't know where he got my number, but he called my cell, and, and he asked me if I would be interested in helping put together a covert operation um, of some friends of mine from college mm -hmm. who aren't from Clinton. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure. Deep down, I was like, what in the world does the word covert mean? <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Um, and he said sting. And I'm like, what's a sting? And so he told me. And that's when I started asking my friends. Yeah. Deep down, I was kind of nervous because I figured none of my friends would want to come to Clinton. <laughs> but it was after the fact. See, I my uncle is the city manager for Clinton. He's been the city manager for 20-some years. And uh, I was talking to him about it, I don't know, at some family gathering. Uh -huh. And he looked at me and he's like, you're really not supposed to be talking about stuff like that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's covert. I was like, Mr. Reedy said it was covert. What's that mean? <laughs> and then that's when he, I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, as part of the ruse, I was assigned to go on fake dates with a girl that was also participating in this project. This would be more convincing than just one person going into the restaurant. It gave us a supposed purpose to be there other than just ordering the alcohol and helped calm our nerves a bit since we felt like we were part of this together. The girl's name was Sarah, and she lived in the same dorm as my now wife, Molly, did. So I remember you coming to us, or at least approaching me at some encounter event and asking me to do this. And I remember agreeing to it. And then I found out that I was going to be paired up with this other girl that I guess Molly knew. And yeah, because remember Cody asked me to do it. And um, I didn't want to. You were too nervous. It made nervous. me uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, okay. no, I don't want to try and bust people. You yeah. know, I just felt bad about that. And so I remember asking some friends on my floor in my dorm. And this girl, Sarah, agreed to mm -hmm. do it. So mm -hmm. I decided to call up Sarah and ask her what she remembered from this day. I remember thinking, like, okay, I, I of course, was <laughs> an underage drinker. So, like... <laughs> Uh, I had like that little qualm about 
whether or not I should be doing this. But I also have the men- had the mentality of, um, you know, if they're doing their job, then it's not a problem, right? Right. Um, I'm actually, I'm a bartender now, and I oh, still have really? that same mentality. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I still have that same mentality. Like, I mean, <laughs> um, if I'm doing my job, then it's not an issue. Every time someone yeah. comes in for a sting operation, I'm like, okay, your ID's not valid. Sorry, I can't serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, never really been an issue. So. Yeah. The day of the alcohol sting, we arrived at the Clinton police station and the chief gave us our mission. We would be riding around town with a detective who would take us to four different stops. We would be compensated a certain amount of money after all was said and done. I don't remember how much it was, but it was a decent amount for only a couple hours of our time. The way it would work is the detective would drive us to a restaurant and park as far away from the building as possible in order to avoid suspicion. We were instructed to go into the restaurant, sit down, and order something to drink. If the waiter or waitress did not check our ID, we were supposed to wait until they brought us our drinks and set them on the table. At that point in time, we were supposed to discreetly call the detective who was waiting in the parking lot. He would then enter the restaurant and give them their fine. I think the restaurants that failed the test would also be published in the newspaper, if I remember correctly. I remember everyone in Clinton was really annoyed that we were doing it. Anyone that like realized we were doing a sting and they had to card us was really annoyed by it. So we headed off to our first stop, a pizza restaurant. Here's me explaining to Molly and Cody what happened. We sat down, we asked for a beer, and it was a male waiter, and he looked at us, he was kind of like, wait, what? We had to really act out, like, what we were going to do and get prepared, and this was our first stop, and so we just kind of sat down and immediately ordered a beer, and we looked underage, so he asked for our ID. He passed the test, and we walked out and said thank you and just left. I have a question. Yeah. So when he asked for your ID, Mm -hmm. did you... Give it to him, him and then ID. when he said sorry, you can't have that. Did you like tell him that he was part of the sting, or did no. you just no? We so just, you just laughed. You didn't just even said, like thank you, and then we walked out. I'm pretty yeah. sure we didn't even reveal because it was supposed to be a secret thing. So we didn't even want to give away what we were doing. That's we were so just weird to sit down at a restaurant and then like not right. get a drink and then just walk out. Right. You're just waiting to see. Are they asking yeah. for your ID? Yeah, and the cop was waiting out there in the parking lot always. Our second stop was a Mexican restaurant that is no longer in existence. We sat down and ordered margaritas. Our waiter at this restaurant did not check our IDs, so we discreetly called the detective who came in and gave the waiter his ticket, and the restaurant got one too. At this point, I felt terrible because I hadn't actually thought that we would catch anyone. But I do remember there was like a little Mexican place and he brought the margaritas and sat them down. And then we had to text the officer and sit there while the guy got his ticket and the restaurant got their ticket. And I just felt so awful. I kind of wanted to, I mean, like I said, like if he had been doing his job, he wouldn't have gotten in trouble. But like, I still feel bad that someone got fined for it. Here's me discussing this with Cody and Molly. That was super awkward. And I felt super bad after that. I'm like, oh no, we actually busted someone. (laughs) I did not expect for that to happen. I kind of just thought, okay, everyone will be fine. They'll check our ID and we won't, like, get anyone. But it felt really bad to have that happen to someone. Wait, did you did you lock eyes with them on the way out? I don't remember. <laughs> Wait, so after they brought you the drink, you just got up and left? Yeah. What about even, you didn't even pay for it? Um, Dang. We didn't drink any of it. 
it, they just served us and then we left. So and then you left and then the cop walked in. That's so. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, buddy. Yeah, and we just oh, waited buddy. out in the car or something. I don't know. I just remember I felt horrible and probably if As I was you should. given the opportunity yeah, right? to make, I, <laughs> hey, you're the one that hired me to do this. Um, so yeah, I just remember not like expecting that I would feel that guilty but I did and that's why I did not want to do the sting because I did not want to have those feelings well I did have to have those feelings but thankfully we only had a couple more places to go after this there was a liquor store that we went to and they checked our IDs and denied us drinks Cody took us to the area of town where those places were I think that's the liquor store okay and here's the I'm bleeping out the name of the pizza restaurant to maintain some anonymity here is that yeah. the Mexican restaurant? That's the Mexican restaurant. Right next oh, to wow. each other. Okay, I really so think one after the other. Boom, boom, boom. Keep an yeah. eye. Um. So yeah, really, that would have made sense for all of them to be lined up in a row, and we just knocked them all out. Little did we know that the next stop of the sting operation would be our last. It was a small bar on the outskirts of town. As usual, the detective waited in his car outside as Sarah and I entered the bar. The last one that we went to was a bar on kind of the outskirts of town. Um, yeah, I remember I, they I took us to this about. place. What, what'd you say? I know which one you're talking about. How do you know which one? I won't, I, I'm not going to say Just the name of it. Just based on my description of the location? Or? Well, I mean, we've talked about this and I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. so you remember this part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just picture Sarah and I walking into this bar. We're basically the only ones in there, except for a middle-aged bartender with a scruffy beard and a stare that greets us as soon as we step foot in the place. As we slowly make our way to the front of the bar and sit down, he asks what he can do for us, and I awkwardly fumble through my request for a drink. He requests our IDs and we hand them over. He barely even glances them over before he reveals a giant pair of scissors from behind the counter and snips them in half, laughing like a maniac as he does so. Okay, maybe the laughing part didn't happen, but I just remember having this large knot in my stomach as he throws our ideas back at us and starts yelling. And that guy knew right away when we walked in what we were doing. Like, that guy yeah. had never seen us in that town. That was clearly the townie bar, and he had clearly been ticketed before. Yeah. So, do you remember what he said to us? Um, it was something along... He cussed us out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he said something about, like, the dirty cops in this town, and um, when he checked your IDs, he's like, these aren't valid, and he just took the scissors and cut them up right in front of us and, like, tossed them at us. Yeah. <laughs> and probably, so did he cut your ID, too? Did we both get our IDs cut in half? Yeah, because I remember it was a real pain to try and get my ID replaced. Because I didn't have any mail yeah. from my parents' house because we were down at school. Yeah. Um, and I remember that guy had to pay for us to get our new IDs because they're like 20 bucks in Illinois. Oh, wow. Okay. I remember either the police station paid for it or that guy had to pay the police station and then they paid us. I don't remember. I mean, I know that we got paid for the whole day, but I know that the two of us got an extra 20 to replace our IDs. Cody, Molly, and I drove to the bar to see if it would bring back any more memories. I don't even remember. Wait, how did he, he said, know? How did he know? He, I mean, I'm sure he would experienced these alcohol stings before or knew that this was going to be happening he was somehow savvy maybe to what he, was going on maybe someone from the mexican restaurant called the bar before you guys got there maybe you I know mean, there might be a phone tree <laughs> 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 
sting happening. Get there, ready. There could be. I'm where we are right now. This is where the cop was waiting, just right outside here. I wonder if the bartender even could see the cop car. I mean, well, the windows are all like blocked off. Yeah, but could you see through the windows? Uh, I don't even remember. I've never. I've actually not been in this inside this bar. Yeah. I would not want to come in here ever. I remember them telling us in the sting that we are not allowed to give any sort of false identity in any way. Okay. If we gave a false identity, it was considered um, like a theft of identity oh. or like uh, something like that, and it was actually a felony for us to give a wrong ID. Most of the time, people just confiscate the fake IDs or whatever. Um, uh-huh. But if you're using someone's real ID and it doesn't have like your actual information or your face on it, um, it's a felony. So I remember that though too. So like if I check someone's ID and it has an accurate date and they look enough like their photo, it's not on me anymore as a bartender or bar manager because oh, they've given wow. me they've given me a credible form of identification. So if they've given me yeah. false information, that's on them then. So that was our experience participating in a covert alcohol sting operation. It was a fun day, even if it was a bit inconvenient to then have to have my ID replaced. It was more for like the fun experience of it, um, because I knew that it was going to be a fun road trip with you guys, and it was going to be an interesting adventure, and it was only a few hours. It kind of was like just a fun day out, <laughs> you know? As for Molly, Cody, and I, we kept driving around town. Cody ended up giving us a nice little tour, and we ended up getting coffee and paninis at a small place that reminded me a lot of my old favorite spot, The Loft. The Loft, like, looking back on it, uh-huh. I liked the nostalgia of The Loft and its uh-huh. location being on the historic downtown square. They had great paninis. I actually um, want, like, a little snack. Like, do they have little... They have the exact same panini recipes plus more that The Loft At Coffee has. Corner? Yeah. No way. Yeah. And now it's our new segment on the podcast, Basketball Facts with Danny. It's the part of our show where Danny shares a basketball fact. This week, we're with him on the way to his own basketball game. We're going to be interviewing Danny, just talking about his upcoming basketball game. He's been a part of the Milwaukee Bucks in the Upward Sports League for about three games and uh, a few practices now. So, Danny, tell me about uh, this upcoming game that you're about to play in just a half hour. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling kind of nervous, actually. What are you nervous about today? I just have problems playing in front of huge crowds. Yeah, it is a little bit intimidating. Um, Tell me about your performance last week. How do you feel like you did? I did okay. I took a couple shots but missed a lot of them. I only made one last game, but that's better because I was... Those were my first points of the season. Yeah, you do seem to be improving game over game, gaining confidence, and you even made a, a two-point shot last game. That you, f- you didn't think t- that you didn't think was going in. That's right. You took the shot, and I really didn't think it was going in, and then you made it, and uh, it was it, it was pretty incredible. Molly, how did you feel in that moment, just seeing your your son score a basket? It was a really exciting moment for me. I was really proud of Danny and um, just really enjoy seeing his confidence grow as he improves over the season. Yeah, and then, Danny, you took another shot that I, I thought for sure was going in. It, it had perfect form, and, you know, it, it bounced back and forth in the rim, and it just bounced out. It was, it was definitely a great shot. You just 
got unlucky there. Yeah, uh, I was kind of cold last game. I wasn't just feeling that last game. So you've been practicing again this week, and uh, how do you feel about the team that you're playing today? Um, all I know is that they're pretty good. I think we'll do pretty good because they, they practice on the other side of the gym, and sometimes we'll, we'll study their plays. How do you feel about your, your teammates and your coach? Are you proud to be a part of this team? Yeah, I really like my teammates. I've definitely built with some decent relationships with this team, relationships with my coach. Yeah, it seems like you guys have a lot of teamwork. You have a lot going for you this season. What's your record this season so far? What do you mean? So, like, uh, how many games? How many games and have you won, and how many games have you lost? We're four zero. Four. I mean, I mean, four zero. I keep thinking we're gonna win this game. Um, we're three zero right now. Three wins, zero loses. Well, and that just shows your confidence in your team right there. You're already assuming that you're gonna win today and be four zero. And you know, I've seen you guys play. You guys are. You guys work very well together, and you seem to have a good thing going. So uh, all the best to you, Danny. Hope this game goes well, and most of all, just hope you have fun. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Do you have anything else to say to our listeners today about your basketball career so far or anything else? Big-time players make big-time plays. Yeah. That's right. Another three. It was a different kid, right? Oh, no, they counted that as a two. Oh, it was a two. It must have been inside. All right, so we're doing our post-game interview. Danny, tell me what happened. We played horrible on rebounds. We got killed on rebounds. Yeah. Do you remember the final score? 38 to 23, I believe. Sounds right. What about you? How do you feel about your personal game that this last game? Uh, not too good. Not too good. Uh, I mean, I did have that one board and that one block, but if you don't know what a board is, that's a rebound. So, uh, how do you feel about going into next week's game? I feel, I feel ready. I feel ready. It's just, yeah. You always get a new chance each week, so. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. All right. Keep our heads up. Yeah. That's right. Thanks for listening to Trusted Words. As always, if you have a story that you'd like to share, let me know. We'll be back next week. And now, I teach Harper how to lay down a beat. At a You sing it now. I sing it now? Uh-huh. Okay, here I go. I sing it now. You sing it now? <laughs>